The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Are you glad you came? Tell your neighbor the word of God is working. Amen. God gave me a revelation yesterday and it changed my world. See, it changed my world. And it made me see that Satan has nothing. Nothing. And one of these days I'm going to teach it and I trust the Lord that it's going to help you enjoy the life that God ordained for you. He has nothing. He is broke. Amen? Now think about it. Satan doesn't have the key to his house. Jesus holds the keys of hell and death. When you don't even have the key to your house, you're broke. He has nothing. God has everything in the world. Everything in heaven. Everything on earth. I was very angry yesterday. Because somehow God's children have allowed the children of the devil to own everything. Because we think that poverty is for us. No, sir. For instance, in Job 41 verse 11... Job 41, 11. It says, New King James, please. It says, who has preceded me that I should pay him? Everything under heaven is mine. How many things? That means God owns the sea. Mommy water and papi water doesn't own the sea. Satan has nothing. He's broke. Are you following me? So many scriptures, I kept on going over it again and again and again and again. In Psalm 50, verse 12. It says, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine, and what? And all its, all, all what? Now, that's the silver, the gold, the platinum, the uranium. The uranium. God knows everything. And children of the devil seem to control most of the things in the world. And we're looking at them. Because we feel uh, they're rich because they're called, you know, to own things. You have to belong. Hey, hey. If you're a child of God, the Bible says the world is yours. Deuteronomy 10 verse 14. It says, indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, and also the earth, with how many things? With all that is where in it. Satan doesn't even have a tree. He doesn't even have the shrine. I was very angry yesterday. First Corinthians 10, 25. 
There are so many. There are so many. It says, eat whatever is sold in the, mar- in the meat market, asking no question for conscience sake. Next. For the earth is the laws. And what? And what? Everything this world contains belongs to God. Everything this world contains. Verse 27. If any of those who do not believe invites you to a dinner and you desire to go, eat whatever I said before. You're asking no questions for conscience sake. Now look at the next one. But if anyone says to you, listen, this was offered to idols. Do not eat for the sake of the one who told you and for conscience, for conscience sake. For the earth is alone and all its fullness. Do you know that if you're here today and they say, um, there was a covenant your forefathers made, a demon has you? It's not true. It's not true. Because Psalm 24 verse 1 says, the earth is the Lord's. And what? And all his fullness. The world and what? Come on, talk. And, and who? And those who dwell therein. Think about it. The devil doesn't own anybody in the world. He will lie to them. They made a covenant. They made a covenant. Hey, the Bible says even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. The law. Are you following me? The lawful captive. He's broke. So I saw a dream. A devil appeared and said, uh, you belong to him. Uh, really? He's broke. Let him know. By creation and by redemption, God owns you. Are you following me? 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6. It says, yet for us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things. Of whom are how many things? So which one does Satan have? And we for him. And one Lord Jesus Christ through whom are all things. Which one does Satan have? And through whom we live. He is broke. Hallelujah. Exodus 9 verse 29. It says. And Moses said to him. As soon as I have gone out of the city. I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease. And there will be no more hail. That you may know that the earth is whose. When God judged Egypt, all those idols, all those idols, they worshipped the frog. I think the frog was a fertility. They worshipped the snake. They worshipped the flies, the locust. God used what they call their gods to judge them, that he is God over their gods. He punished their gods. Satan is broke. I want you to know it because many of you are thinking, and the covenant my forefathers made, he is broke. Because by the blood of Jesus, that covenant is now illegal. A 
many and many people scared. They say, I saw one thing and, and I'm, I'm scared. Hey, insist on the word of God. In Exodus 19 verse 5, look at this. It says, <laughs> now therefore if you would indeed obey, keep, obey my voice and keep my covenant, then shall be a spirit trial to me above all people for all the earth. How many part of it? Talk to me now. How many part of it? All the earth. First Chronicles 29 verse 11. I can give you scriptures after scriptures after scriptures. It says, for you, yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in heaven. How many things in heaven? All. And in earth is what? Is yours. Think about it. You need to change your thinking. See, if your father owns it all, you can have it all. That's what the Bible says. All things are yours. It says the world is yours. It says life is yours. Death is yours. Things present, things to come. The devil is broke. <clears throat> Breaking news. <laughs> Hallelujah. So begin to speak what you want to see in this nation and in the nations of the world. Because he has nothing. He's got no right of expression until the rapture takes place and we are gone. Then he can do whatever he wants to do. But while we are here, let's remind him he's broke. Are you all there? The devil is broke. Colossians 1.16 It says, for by him all things were created that are in earth and that are in heaven and that are on earth. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principles or past. All things were created through him and what? For who? The devil is broke. Revelation 4.11. It says, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will, they exist and were created. It's broke. So by creation and by redemption, God owns everything. In Colossians 1, give me verse 19. It says, For it pleased the Father, and in him all fullness should dwell. Now look at verse 20. And by him to reconcile how many things? All things to himself by him. Whether things on earth or things where? In heaven. It's broke. Hallelujah. So let's learn it. Even the sickness that he wants to use to kill you. When it comes to you, the Bible says Jesus took it away. He is broke. Have that mentality. Because it will tell you, he owns you. He owns you. The covenant, which covenant? The Bible says, shall the prayer be taken from the mighty? Or the lawful captive delivered? In Isaiah 49, 24, O King James. See, it says, the prey of the terrible. 
refers to the 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 prey uh, refers to someone just being oppressed. But a lawful captive entered into a covenant. But look at verse twenty-five. But thus said the Lord, even the captives of the mighty. Them is the one that entered into the covenant and says, Satan, take me. <laughs> He's broke. Even the captive of the mighty shall be taken away. Then it says, and the prayer of the terrible shall be delivered. For I'll contend with him that contended with thee. And what? I will save thy children. Celebrate Jesus, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Are you ready for the word? Today is seventh. May God perfect everything that concerns you. Amen. Spiritually. Amen. Physically. Amen. Mentally. Amen. Emotionally. Amen. Financially. Amen. Socially. Amen. Vocationally. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We are looking at the foolishness of faith. This month is our month of the life of faith. God has called us to live a life of faith. In Habakkuk 2 verse 4, the Bible says, His soul which is lifted up in him is not upright in him. It says, but the judge shall live by his faith. In other words, it takes humility to live by faith. It takes humility to live by faith. In Romans 1 verse 17 but the Bible says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10.38, now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. In other words, faith gives God pleasure. In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 26. The Bible says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Next. It says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Next. And the basins of the world and the things we are despised as God chosen, and the things which are not to bring to not to nothing the things that are, that no flesh shall glory in his presence. God chooses the foolish things. See that? He chooses the foolish things. And now, if you're a proud person, you, you say, Oh no, it doesn't make sense. Why, why, why will God tell me to do that? It doesn't make sense. That's why we're looking at the foolishness of faith. In Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, God is talking here. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are your thoughts. See, God's thinking may not make sense. See, but you go to accept it. For instance, there are people who say they don't believe in God because they cannot see God. But they can't see a virus. The same people believe in a virus they can't see. And they say they don't believe in a God. Can you see that someone is not thinking straight? 
Hallelujah. So you, you, you learn to, to think God's way. That's why we're looking at the foolishness of faith. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, 18 to 20. Let no one deceive himself. Anyone among you seems to be wise in this age. Let him become a fool that he may be, become wise. Because God's way looks stupid. When you think about it. You told me that somebody died 2,000 years ago. And his dad paid for my sins. The natural man is thinking. You mean one person's Death paid for the sin of the whole world? Yeah, because one person's sin brought all of us into sin. See, if you will not learn to reason with God and the scriptures, you'll be amazed at what your life is going to be. You're going to be, you're not going to enjoy what God wants you to enjoy. Because faith in a natural mind is foolish. I need money. And I went to sow a seed. No, you need money. Yeah, because God says when I give, it shall be given unto me. The foolishness of faith. Hallelujah. Look at verse 19. For the wisdom of this word is foolishness with God. It says, for it is reading, it catches the wise in their own craftiness. See, I don't believe in God. God does not exist. But, but this is what you should do because of something you don't see. Really? And you don't believe in God because you don't see him? You believe in this one? Yes. <laughs> You're lying in your teeth. You know that there's a God. And you know that my faith in this God will keep me away from this one I can't see. You will catch it later. Because whatever you can see, God protects it for what you can see. It's when you get to heaven, you find out that many things that would have killed you, you didn't know about. Because some of you are unaware that this stuff that you're talking about was actually around since December 2019. But you were not afraid until somebody told you something was going to kill you. Hello? Fear comes by hearing. Just like faith comes by hearing. Let me give you an instance. You're walking past a street. You didn't know they had robbed anybody. You just went home. Oh, you went to see the person. Say, ah, you came? Say, yes. Yeah, so. You know, see the boy where they shoot for that? Say, no, I didn't see anybody. Hey, this place, don't they walk that they shoot, they kill, sis. Really? Then you're like, how do you go back home now? But you pass there because you were not aware. It matters what you're conscious of. It doesn't matter what is happening in the world. The Bible says you're going out is blessed. You're coming in is blessed. And so shall it be for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says you will see your children's children and God cannot lie. Celebrate our God. All right, verse 20. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.14. 
It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. See, foolishness it says to him. It says, no, can he know them because they are spiritually discerned or spiritually understood? Now, I wrote down here the definition of foolishness. It is having or showing a lack of good sense, judgment, discretion. Having or showing a lack of good sense, judgment, or discretion. In other words, this guy, are you okay? B, foolishness means absurd or ridiculous. So why do people consider faith foolish? Number one, faith accepts the word of God as its only evidence. Faith accepts the word of God as its only evidence. Why? Because faith is taking God at his word. You see that? In Matthew 8, 5 to 13, I want us to look at this man, the centurion. He was living in Jesus' own city. Jesus' headquarters was in the city of Capernaum. All right? Now, I need to say this to you. The, the word Capernaum means village of comfort. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Now, this man is a Roman, right? And the Romans were oppressing the Jews. Don't forget that. They were under Roman occupation. Now, this Roman man came to ask Jesus, and Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, Jesus never turned anyone down that came for healing. Neither did anyone, neither was anyone turned down that came for healing to the apostles. Because healing is always God's will. It says, I will come and heal him. It says, you know, I said, I said Lord, I am not worried that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. And my servant will be healed. Hey, Jesus is coming there physically. He's going to touch. He's going to touch your servant. He's going to touch him. The man says, just speak the word. In Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word and healed them. Name is God's word has healing power. You hear what I said? God's word has healing power. So you say God's word has healing power. Yeah, God's word has curative powers. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I'll never forget the story of a man. He wasn't really a Christian. And he was sick. I think maybe he had a cancer or something and a terminal disease. And he was sent home to die. So, since he was going to die, he started reading the Bible. And he was immersing himself in the Bible. And he noticed that the more he read the Bible, the better he got. The more he read the Bible, the better he got. So, he went to see the pastor and said, Pastor, I don't, I want, I don't know about this thing. But I found that the more I read the word or the Bible, the better and the healthier I feel. He didn't even know that the word of God has healing powers. Look at Proverbs 4 verse 20. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. 
You know, a lot of times, the only time some people listen to the Bible is when they are working and they are doing other things. They are distracted. They don't give attention to the word. It says, incline your ear to my saints. The incline actually means to bend. We say there's an incline. It's to bend your ears. And you can't bend your ears without what? Bowing your head. So God is saying, submit your reasoning to my word. Incline your ear unto my sayings. You listen to the word. Then he says, verse 21. Do not let it depart from your eyes. Watch it. Read it. Meditate on it. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life. They are life. Then he said, more time I spend in the word, the longer I live. They are life to those who find them. And health to what? So the word of God can cure you from the skin disease. Hell to all your flesh. So while the whole world is scared, what do you do? Put the word around you. It says, their health to all their flesh. That's to your kidneys. Your liver, your spleen, your eyes, your brain. I was reading a story of a man that had chronic eczema. And he was in the hospital lying down. Terrible eczema, not just your normal eczema. Chronic eczema. And the doctors couldn't do anything for him. Because it was going to destroy him. And you know when you're sick, your body's been destroyed. That's what the word delivers us from our destructions. So, he just got born again. He used to be a philosopher. He had a doctorate degree, so he started reading the Bible. You no, know, when you're closer to where you're going to, and you're a Christian, just be closer to the one you're going to. So, as he was reading the Bible, he was getting better. And guess what? At the end of his study, he had no chronic eczema. Health. There are many of you, you make more time for sports than for the word. You make more time for movies than for the word. That's why you're not as healthy as you should be. The foolishness of faith. You mean say, passenger, they read Bible, they read Bible, that's they wear. Wow. Now, by the way, when you study the Bible, there are no side effects. Only positive side effects. Every drug has a side effect. See, and you should use your drugs. But the Bible, only positive side effects. Health to all your flesh. If you stay in the word, you speak the word, think the word, do the word, the Bible says you'll make your way prosperous, you'll have good success. Positive side effect. Life to those who find them, long life, positive side effect. Blessing and prosperity, positive side effect. So there's no loss if you spend time in the word. Hallelujah. Are you all there? All right. Look at Matthew 8 again. It said, only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Notice it was expecting the servant to be healed based on the word. Are you following me? All right. Verse 9. For I also am a man under authority, having so that's under me. And I said to this one, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes. And to my son, do this, and he does it. Next. 
It says, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, I sure I say to you, I have not found such great faith, no, not even in Israel. Next. It says, and I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Next. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into the outer darkness. They'll be weeping a gnashing of teeth. None of us will be regret. It says, intimacy with God is impossible without faith. You see that? They will sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you believe, so let it be done for you. As you believed. You believe the word? Okay. If I speak your servant to be healed, then your servant will be healed. Now notice Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And he meant I speak the word and my son will be healed. And Jesus said, okay, what do you believe will happen? That means the speed of your miracle is dependent on your faith. Because if Jesus went to heal him, it would take more time. Am I right? He will have to walk. 